Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another round of Dr. Uh, Ron and Kez's Friday's uh, Round. I'm Kez, Dr. Ron. Good hello. to be here. Hello, good to see you. Yeah, oh. good to see you as well. Absolutely. I brought some refreshments for our uh, studio time you here. You did great, and I'm now I'm now trembling because I've had your espresso, and I had a little bit of coffee earlier, and I'm trying to get off coffee in general, and I am now literally shaking like a leaf. Oh, feels good. Yeah. I feel oh. really good. You make me shake like a leaf, Kez. That's what you do to me. <laughs> On and off the course. Yep. It's you make me tremble. Um <laughs> <laughs> more, more with, with anxiety than, yeah. than 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 satisfaction. But you know, speaking of anxiety, we even like we played on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we got to the course. Yep, um, you were late. Boy, was I ever! I mean, I wanted to get this round in on Tuesday, and I, you know, I basically was out the door of my office at like ten o'clock. the The course is like eighteen minutes away, and we had a ten twenty tee off time. Ten twenty. So. I would, you paid for me. I Again. sort of, yep. And <laughs> one day I'll pay you back. And I was running to the tee. My shoelaces were undone. Yeah. You gave me grief. And, and so, and then you're like, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, let's tee off. We're going to be. Well, I was just adding to your anxiety. You sure were. There was really no you were baiting rush. Me. You were, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know. I was yeah. on the tee box just swinging away. Yeah. Enjoying life, watching him run around. No, birds were frolicking yeah. and like like coming on shoulder, and perched on your shoulder. Oh, uh, they're so nice. <laughs> Absolutely, yep. yep. Singing yep. with the Blue Jays. Yep, yep. And uh, and then I come running up like a like a like an ogre. Yeah. And uh, everybody fl- flies away. Yeah. And then you're you're bathing. Smelly me. ogre. Yep, smelly ogre. And um and then what? This is what's interesting. So so we tee off, and then the starter is starts yelling at us. I got one more. I got a single. Yeah. And, and we we tried to act deaf that we didn't hear that we didn't hear the, uh, the the starter. I right? I yeah, it's true, and I feel really bad, and oh I especially God. now feel really bad about it. But there was like a, there were a couple of thing, like dynamics going on there. There was a foursome, so because I had a lot of time in the tee box, yes. just swinging away. Yep. There was a foursome on the green. Yeah. And they were putting. Right. And then there was a single guy who right. had a push cart, yep. and he was now waiting for them to get off the green. I'm on the tee box swinging, watching the ogre come running at yep. the, running, running at me. Hello. And um, and so we tee off, and I said, Ronnie, just keep walking. You know, if we're right. gonna have to wait for the guy, one guy in front of us, the four guys. You know what's what's going to be the matter with this guy just playing by himself? Yep. So then we got about fifty feet, and he came driving up in the oh in God. the cart, in the golf cart. Lou, Lou, Lou was the guy who was going to play with us, and and it was this was what was amazing about it around. We ended up, I mean, we'll build the tension, but we ended up playing with two amazing guys. Yep. Had a wonderful foursome, and at first we were trying to avoid the guy in front of us and the guy behind us. And they wound up being two of the best partners that we could possibly play golf with. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Lou and Vic. Yep. Right? Some of the experiences we shared on that golf course, I'll never forget. It was a lovely round. And, you know, just, you know, Lou, Lou is a little bit older. He's nearing retirement. Vic, a little bit older than us, but, um, you know, great golfer. Yeah. And um, he really knows how to, he can see talent. Vic, Vic was, Vic I, could spot I talent I, maybe. from. See, 15 feet away. I don't it's know. amazing. I think it's more he's sort of the player. He could never be the manager or the scout. He's just a good player, you know? Because well, he saw a good talent. I think he guys, saw a really good talent. This is unbelievable. At some point, by like hole like 11, for some reason, I'm like one stroke ahead, two strokes ahead, and he turns to Kez, Vic does, and he's like, you're a good golfer. You should, you should hit from the blues like me. 
<laughs> and I'm sitting there with like my face aghast, like, and just waiting for him to say something to me. And like, he just sort of moved on. He just walked away. He said the, the compliment to Kez and then just like walked away. I was sitting there crying at hole number 11. I was, was devastated. It was so cold. It was so great. Vic was nuts. And, and at some point, like on, on one of the holes, I'm up by two strokes. You hit a putt to, to sort of to get a bogey on a par four. And he's like, that was the knife. That was the that was the that knife. Was the dagger. That was the that dagger. Was the dagger. I'm like Vic. I'm 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 now only I'm still up by one stroke. And, and he's like, that was the dagger. The I'm best like, was so to give you. Uh, so Lou came in the golf cart. Yeah. Um. You know, and he pl- he played. I, <laughs> well, Lou came in the golf cart, and so did the starter. I mean, they were chasing after yes. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to we had to act like oh we didn't hear, and then we were like oh we thought you wanted us to move up with the person ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, we were full of excuses. We had a lot of excuses. Rolodex of excuses. Yeah. So Lou, you know, had a, we had a great time with him. He was actually a very good golfer. Yes, um, he was. He and was. he was retiring. And you're right yeah, in 30 soon. days. Yep. So yeah, you know, we, a year. But was it on. a year? I yeah. it was 30 days. Okay. Your, so, your relationship with the truth is <laughs> is questionable. It's elastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> then we played. We got to the second hole, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we all hit off uh, from the tee, yep. and Vic had just left. Uh, we thought he was going to wait for us. Right. Right. So the great thing about Vic was, and I admire this in a lot of people that I see like at the driving range and that play that are playing. He's playing with headphones. Yes. And it wasn't like I think the the ignorant me would have been like you know this guy's pretty rude. Uh huh. And there's a lot of ignorant me. Right. right. You know this this is pretty rude. You know. Well, that was the full me. I'll go into this in a minute. You're, the ignorant you is the genuine me. So go ahead. Go ahead. I was like you know it's, usually when you team up with somebody you want to mm-hmm. introduce yourself. How you doing? Small yeah. talk. Blah blah blah. And then you can kind of go do your own thing and you know right. whatever you, right. have, you have little little uh, conversations here and there. Right. So we we finally catch up to Vic on the third hole. Second hole. So, uh, was it second hole? Third, third hole. hole. You're right. Yeah. Third hole. So we finally catch up to him on the third hole. On the fairway going up to the green on the fairway, third hole. Fairway. He still. I still get a very cold vibe yes. from him. No, he's still got the earphones and he's got the he's got the uh, you know the apple you know he's got the they're in his ear. Yeah. And he doesn't even really say anything. He doesn't even really even. He says, "My name is Vic." He sort of gives a half wave. He's not taking the earphones out of his ear. I think he was looking for a meditative 18 on his own. I think he, I, I'm projecting, but I think he was a little agitated at first. But I don't really think he was as I got to know him. No, right? I don't think he was at all. I think that but, was just his style. But Kez, I was so judgmental of him yeah. at first. Oh, I you was hated like, him. I, tur- yeah. I turned to Kez. I whispered to him. I'm like, you know, sort of jerky of the guy, you know? Yeah. Because for the next hole or so, he didn't take his earphones out, you know, and, and he was just sort of cold. And I jumped to assumptions I was yes. so quick to think, all right, he's a jerk and not friendly. Ended up loving the guy yep. as the round went on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I jump to uh, assumptions and you don't. No, I don't. I'm, f- I'm pretty open to everybody, which yeah. is why I think we're friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> we can use that term loosely in quotes. So, but I, we're podcast I, partners. But yeah, podcast yeah. Partners. Yeah. So I really liked, I liked, I admired him because he didn't care what anyone thought. Yeah. He was very. I agree. And with you. I he think he knew, like thing. he knew he was polite. He knew he wasn't Absolutely. giving us a cold shoulder. I agree. He was just looking for, uh, you know, to listen to some music yeah. and swing the club for a little bit. You know, you you you're the psychologist at the end of the day. I must say, again, the high school teacher, you know, high school gym, gym, teacher, gym teacher version of a psychologist. 
But you're right. I mean, 20 I, think, push-ups. I think he knew he's a very nice guy. Right. He knew he was going to be polite. He and I was. was jumping to all these assumptions and getting all in my head. I think he knew exactly who he was. And, 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 and that's, that's where he was coming from. Which I think maybe why he liked me more than you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but true. he also obviously saw talent. He liked my golf game. So... It was when I hit a couple of those drives, and he said, "You should be from the blues." So I was he, like, "You know, I should be." He turned to it was unbelievable. Just turned to Kesley, "You should be hitting from the blues." And I was just again. I, I did have a lot of great shots. Devastated. I had some bad ones, right? I had this really great drive on one of the holes, and I was only about ninety yards out. It must have been like a three hundred yard drive, right? Okay, yeah, maybe 240. Uh-huh. This is like my fishing stories. Yeah. <laughs> this, this fish was three feet, six feet. It was yep. amazing. Yep. Um, and all I, you know, I just needed to, I grabbed my eight iron. I was going to just drop it right on the green right. as easy as it sounds. Right. Um, and I sculled it. But I hit it with such force and velocity. Oh, sure. Such, such, the such thing strength. Took off. Uh, power. Like, it just dripped with power. But, but the funny part was oh, what Lou said Lou, to me. Lou, who is our other partner, Lou turns to you and he's like, are we bowling? Are we bowling? This guy hit like a hundred yard approach shot, pitching shot, all the way on the ground the entire way. It rolls up to the the, the cup, five feet from the cup. Lou turns to him. He's like, "Are we bowling?" It was fantastic. They picture this Jersey guy, a year from retirement, sort of awesome guy and a public servant type of guy, yeah. just awesome. And he just turns to Kez, and he's like, are we bowling? It, it was just fantastic. I couldn't stop laughing. I honestly, it was the most fantastic thing. That was in between your and, tears and I will say, Vic's insults. But, yeah. Vic devastated me. I mean, it's amazing it's a, that I shot a 90 with Vic sort of on me the whole time. I don't think he was on you. Means, I, think that was, I really I, shot that an 82. That might have been your insecurity. No, I, I have. Because Vic, Vic had this presence about him. You know, he was very confident. He was I grabbing think, a. He only had like two or three. I think shots. maybe we're inflating who Vic Vic was. Maybe Vic is just a judgmental guy, developed a judgment about me, and just wanted to tear me down almost surreptitiously during the entire round. Like that was his goal to break me down step by step over the course of the round. I think and he and, did. and the way and the way he really achieved that was being a nice guy by whole like five, right? So is it always everyone else's fault? It sure is. It sure is. Can't be mine. Very projection. Yep. Oh, well, I, very project. Very is it projection. Projectile, or is that what you did the, on Friday night? <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. I projectiled on Friday night. I was projecting on on Tuesday afternoon. But Lou, Lou had a solid game. Well, Lou had a very solid game. Lou, Lou boxed out a lot. Lou after was a his big boxer. Shot. I never saw anyone box out better than. Than our friend Jason. Our friend Jason. And if you put both of those guys on the blocks, oh, I, think I think it'd be Lou, a battle. Lou taught like Jason a, everything he knows about it would boxing be like out a, after a tee shot. Like a, like a 96 Knicks game with Oakley and Mason. It's just a- 100%. Battling down a- low. Absolutely. The two of them, oh, right? I mean, in man. a foursome, if the two of them were together, that would be you amazing. couldn't get a rebound. <laughs> you, you, you'd not be able to get a rebound. You wouldn't be able to be on so the tee box. Let's explain this to our, our listeners. Boxing out after a tee shot means you go and you, you hit the ball, you know, you hit your tee shot. And after you hit your tee shot, right afterwards, you sort of flip and turn to the left, right? You, yeah. you sort of open up. Big you time. open up to the left. If you're a righty hitting your tee shot, you just sort of continue on, and you and your your left foot comes more to the left, and you open up and you box out, and you're yep. sort of staring at your shot, having boxed out everybody behind you who's in the foursome who wants to get to the tee box to then hit their shot. They can't even see the shot. It's, nobody can box, see it. Can't see anything. No, you, they totally boxed yeah. you out, Lou. Was a god of boxing out. Amazing. He actually boxed out. I think before he hit the ball. It's it, it's Opened true. Opened right up. Yep. 
And we brought it to his attention, too. Right. And, he, and then he, he said, that's the only had, thing I can do. It's the, only, it's the way I do it. Right. He's like, sorry, guys. Yeah. You know, just because I'm shooting an 87 and you guys are shooting 90s and 92s. You know, and our our good friend, I can reference him as good, Tiger Woods. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> For sure. Let's. Well, you know, Tiger said, yeah. you know, as long as you hit the, the ball with the club face open, you know. <laughs> There you, yes, I, I'm, I guess that's all that that's there all, is to his game, Kez. That's it. Meanwhile, Kez knows Tiger Woods so well that uh, during the round, he turned to me at some point. He said, do you know that Rory said he has to win another, like, 10 majors? Rory, Rory said that he's got to win another 10 majors a year to catch up to, to, to Tiger. This is what Kez t- talks, says to me as we're walking on the course. I think it was 18 for the next 10 years. I ha- Rory said that he has to win 10 majors a year for the next like eight 18. years or 18 years to sort of catch up with Tiger. I turn to him, I go, you mean 10, 10 tournaments a year? No. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure he said 10 majors. Majors. And honestly, I just stopped talking to Kez, right? Because it's self-evident to our listeners how insane you are. First of all, there are only four majors a year, and sometimes people say that the he's player gonna is almost the fifth. He's going to be playing until he's like eighty-five. It's going to be amazing. Sure, but to win ten majors a year, they'd have to implement six more majors a year, and then he would have to win all of them. I think they have that. So Kez thought Maybe. that Kez thinks that Tiger Woods has won eighty-two majors and doesn't realize that he's won. I think he's won eighteen majors or Eight, seventeen majors 15? or fifteen. Oh yeah, and he's now won, who knows the facts? Well, I'm ballparkish. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm ballparkish. Well, I'm ballparking. Eighty. You're, you're ballparking stupidity, <laughs> is what you're doing. Um, but I thought that was fantastic. So our good friend Tiger Woods. Um, we don't want to talk about you know, how you threw the ball when Vic when Vic needed an, a, a ball from his bag and and you threw it to him like a. I don't want to say a a, a young girl. But I don't I don't know how else to phrase it. Right. Um, you 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 didn't throw it. Too Vic, very masculine or or assertively. I didn't want to hit him with the ball, so I I positioned it so it dropped before him. I see. That's and how you he want would to describe go pick it. it up. Vic yes. needed a ball. You know, did a you know manly or assertive dog whistle yes, almost yes. to Kez and Kez because he was he was Vic's little servant during the whole round because Vic was inflating him with sort of ego. Well, he, my game was went, my he, game was that good that he went to go was, toss Vic a ball and I don't know if toss as much as maybe you know. Um, you know, uh, very gentle. It was, it was a very gentle, gentle uh, m- a movement. So gentle toss. That was that was that was. But that's why I have a great touch. You and do. That's why my game Soft is, is uh, you know getting really tight. So, but but for a second, I, these guys were just so fantastic, and it, it really does make me think. For a second, all seriousness, you really have to be careful about um, jumping to assumptions about people. And yeah. the, the whole idea of first impressions will tell you a lot, but you really have to watch your assumptions and your judgmentalness, right? Or I do, or people do, right? Because I really did I make a judgment. More, you become more aware. Yeah. 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 Because these were just such wonderful guys. And at first, you know, his whole vibe, I was like, this guy doesn't know the the etiquette of golf. And, and it ended up being a lovely round where you really knew about the, the, the connection about golf, he inflated your ego a little too much. There was no need for it; it's already inflated. Yes, but he right. just he right. solidified what I always already knew. Uh, yes, basically, yes, yes, he does. He's very validating. I'm a, yeah, Vic I'm was a very validating. Validating Vic. Validating Vic. Validating Vic. Yeah. Can we talk about Vic's huge, amazing moment? It was on the 17th. Oh uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, just going on your point before Go ahead. though. Also, Please. 
you know, these are two guys that we would probably never run in cross paths ever Agreed. in our life. Agreed. And I don't you know, even know what Vic did. I don't. Even, I don't think we. I'm not we sure, but you know, then we started talking to him, um, and he played Week Lake a lot. Yes, uh, which is which another county course in Essex County. I have. Once I haven't before. played. But when we told him about um, that we often play um, Hendrix, yes. he kind of frowned upon right, us. Right, he did, he did. He was like, he, he's like, very flat. He's like, Kez, uh, you're so good. Uh, why you play uh, Why you play these flat, uh, non-bunkered uh, courses? And then he turned to me, he's like, Ron, I understand the why uh, you do. It's and interesting that he Vic just, was not Italian. But definitely was not Italian. No, no, but that's, I'm going to do the voice. That's yeah. going to be the Vic voice. <laughs> yeah, he did say Hendrix is more like Dr. Ron's style. Right, my speed. And, and I need something farther and longer right. for my drives. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, the cool thing about, that's mm-hmm. why I do love playing this game. Yes. Is you're kind of forced into, like what we were talking about last week, you know, an environment <laughs> that some people aren't always comfortable with. Yep. You know, and then you have to deal not deal with but you know you're you're playing with these guys for 18 holes for four hours yep you know you, you have to figure out a way to make that work yeah a hundred percent and and listen i played another quick round clearly i have an addiction problem which we'll talk about i played around on sunday morning banged it out i had the time at sunset valley scored a 97 first time under 100 at sunset valley or he thinks but, he had the time. but i was playing with another great guy joe who's you know a bit older has grown kids you know, he's close to retirement as well. And he said something that I think, as you and I have said before, he said, in all the years that I've played golf, and he play, he plays a, a lot of golf, one, two rounds a week, he said, I've really only been, uh, I've only played with probably one or two or three or four people in all those years that I really, really didn't like. Otherwise, most people I really like or I like enough, we get along or we don't talk that much, but it's pleasant. And I thought yeah. it was so true, right? Yep. It's very rare I have found where you've played with somebody you really don't like. Yeah, that's true. You know? Well, I, I do every Friday, but, the <laughs> you know, if everyone can kind Zinger. of... Zinger! <laughs> if everyone can can continue that, yeah. you know, thought and that, you know, that kind of way of being yeah. in every aspect of their life, it yeah. would be an amazing thing, amazing change. No, it's true. Like going into the, for whatever, going into the deli, going to shop right, right yeah. you know, no, just so true. kind of being open-minded but, to everything because you never really know what anyone else is experiencing. No, I completely, but just to go with this for a second, what do you think it is, and I think it's pretty evident and pretty powerful, but I open the question to you, what, what do you think it is about a golf situation, golfing, that really makes it so that it's the very rare exception where you don't like the person. What 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 contributes to that being the reality? I think for so many of us, of not liking the person you're playing. No, of of where you rarely, you know, that you typically like the people enough that it oh, right. works. Well, I think you're 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 doing something that you want to be doing, and so is everybody else. Right. You know, so if you equate it to like a work environment, right. you know, nine times out of ten people don't want to be in the office. So they have poor attitudes. You right. Know, we're all, uh, you know, we've said this many times, you know, you're kind of out walking in nature. Yep. You know, we have, there's nothing but positivity except for our golf game. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's true, right, literally right. the only is, thing that, right. and I, that might be it too. The game is so hard and so difficult yeah, that right. it's on your mind and you're pissed off at that. You don't have any time to be pissed off at anything else. Kez is so good. Wait, I mean, I love it. I love everything you just said. First right. of all, I think you're so right. Uh, you, it's you're enjoying it. You're out there in nature, which really begs the question. Unfortunately, why can't we spend so much more of our life doing things, you know, activities that put us in that kind of mindset as opposed to the things that put us in much crappier kinds of mindsets, right? 
I, I totally uh, agree. I mean, there's necessity, I guess, sadly. There's there's earning a living. But um, you'd almost think that we could figure out a, a way to do that better, right? And But I, maybe I'm just being silly with that. But I don't th- I know. I think you have a great point because, you know, if that whole concept of work-life balance. Yeah. You know, if you can figure that out, um, you know, if it, it really comes down to what what is your addiction pretty right. much in life. Yeah. You know, like, are you addicted to... It's dark, Kez. Go on. Keep, keep, keep well, explaining. Well, no, you know, in terms of... Addiction, <laughs> Just turn dark. I know. Jesus. Addiction might be a, a poor poor word. But, you know, what are you so uh, focused on? Like, are, are you... Are your, your priorities... Values? No, are your, right. are your priorities right. so right. way off mm-hmm. in terms of... You just want material things. You just want money. You just want right. this. You just want right. physical objects yeah. and that sort of thing. Whereas in, you know, if that shifts, you know, you're looking for more positive experiences. And then you focus on those things in life, you know, and prioritize those yeah. more. The other things don't you know, matter as much. And you're just in a, a more healthier mind, state of mind. Well, Kez, not to, uh, not to totally uh, be so narcissistic about this, although it's hard. I actually did my doctoral dissertation on this very topic, and it's the mm-hmm. idea of the different values that are, that are out there and more extrinsic values, right? right? Like things and money and, and, and objects versus more intrinsic values, like yeah. experiences and feelings and whatnot. And my, my whole dissertation was sort of further showing the point, which is out there in research, that the more intrinsic you know, you're oriented in your values, typically the more well-being and satisfaction you experience in life, whereas the more extrinsic your values the less satisfaction and well-being you experience in life. Right. And, and I think when we're out there on the golf course, we're valuing uh, nature. Yep. We're valuing uh, peace and quiet and self-reflection and, and, and sort of, right, we're, we're, we're leisure and sort of movement, I think, you know, like exercising, right, yeah. just sort of being out there, being fit. Which are intrinsic. Exactly. And and I think by valuing intrinsic things, we're 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 going through we're having a lot more well being, and thus we're we're able to sort of be in that mode with other people, and the other people are in right. that mode with us. It's contagious. It's sure. It's God. Yep. It's contagious. Wow. Because right. we should create a. I think you've become a, a better person by hanging out with a, me a little oh more. Oh my God! Right. We should create a biological weapon of wow. of of of. Of uh, golf's um, intrinsic, intrinsic um, love force, and okay. it can explode onto yes. the world, and uh, it could be a better place. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, all right, we got to go back to uh, we got to go to the the weapons uh, facility and, and 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 work on this. You know, I do have a question though with yeah. our whole intrinsic and uh, just being a happy, just being happier out playing golf. I wonder how the cold weather will uh, affect that. Because you did buy, you bought gloves specifically for like the weather. I did. I bought rain. I bought gloves for rain. I was okay. concerned when I went to Michigan to play at the University of Michigan course that it was going to be a rainy day, and yes, I was not going to let anything stop me when I was out there. So I ordered uh, rain gloves that you can use, you know, and they get stickier the wetter they get, yeah. so they're helpful for the rain. Uh, so I was on top of that, and and I made you sure were on that, top I, of that I made yeah. sure that I packed them priorities uh, for that trip and for our round. I made sure that I packed yep. them for our round because I thought there was going to be rain. But I, I feel like there's there's a joke you want to make about this. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Because you know we discussed this that you were amazed when we left the golf course. You were amazed that I had prepared to have go- gloves specifically for the rain. But the trunk of my car has not worked in eight months. I just and, wanted to hear you bring this up. Yep. I fixed the trunk of my car like twice. I ordered the part myself. I actually disassembled it and assembled it. It was working. And it broke for th- the third time. And I was so discouraged 
that like I just haven't fixed my trunk. I have like a Honda Accord. I sort of need the trunk, or I have to put the 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 golf clubs and the bag in my back seat or sitting shotgun. So I typically have to move the goddamn bag to the shotgun when I want to get my kids in the back seat. I have to move it from the shotgun when my wife wants to get it in the front seat. It's all over the place. It's a mess. Priorities. I could bring it over to the mechanic. It could probably be fixed in 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's been about eight months. I still can't believe but that. But I have gloves have for the, the rain gloves. that I haven't used yet. Yeah. yeah. They are unused. There's like I think there, you have a side door at your house that no one can use. I should use put the gloves... Go ahead. Because it's the doorknob doesn't work, but you you managed to buy gloves for this for around a. What I should do is I should put the gloves in the trunk, and then because I'm going to want to use the gloves, I'll fix the trunk. Can but, we? Yeah, go going ahead. back, going back Please. on the intrinsic and the uh, what was the other one? Extrinsic. So give us some examples of extrinsic. I'm going to whip out. Hold on, we're in my office, and I, the you'll be one of the you'll now be the fifth person uh, to see my dissertation. Material, what, what is the name of the, uh, the dissertation again? This was, this was a highlight of my life. It just rolls off the tongue. Materialism and well-being, examining the strength of the negative relationship using multiple materialism measures and controlling for important variables. Nice. God. This That's was, really good. I, so so yes. I, I yeah. actually just watched um, Hawk... Uh, Ant-Man, sorry, Ant-Man, um, mm-hmm. this weekend with my son. Great. And they say qu- uh, quantum a lot. Do they? And uh, it just sounds like materialism. Do you die. just put materialism in I'm front gonna, of every gonna, word to yeah, sound smart? Yep, I sure do. I sure do. And variables. And what was it? What was the other one? Oh, my God. Um, the negative relationship, which yeah. actually means as something goes up, another thing goes down. Yeah. Whereas well, positive yeah. relationship, statistically speaking, would be as one thing goes up, another thing goes right. up. Right. But the negative relationship was, so as extrinsic values go up, well-being and satisfaction go down, yes. thus the negative relationship. And so, you know... Uh, sort of like this conversation. Yes, yes. Well, you asked the question. I can pontificate right now. Do you really want to know some other... Uh, no, I was uh, like looking for more, ex- more examples. Yes, well, that's so what, what we're getting So what would an example? Long-winded way of getting to it. No, so uh, it's funny. There were like there were 46 particular examples that people had to sort. I don't think I have them here. But, I mean, it was all things. Extrinsic things were things like more money more consumer goods, right. uh, you know, sort of more um, more wealthy or, or sort of more, um, you know, classier vacations, right? right? Like in terms of, like, we'd rather stay at the nicer place as opposed to intrinsic ones were more va- more time away, doing things Better that are spiritually relaxing, right? right. Um, you know, uh, f- connections with others. Those are the intrinsic type of things, right? Connections with others, time with others. Um, so let me ask you: Do ahead. do I, I feel like these these seem ob- pretty obvious mm-hmm. to us? But I feel like f- as a younger generation growing up, yeah, they won't necessarily understand or know what what you know what if you know an intrinsic experience is compared to the you know that that sort of thing. You know, when they you know if, if we go on vacation with the kids or something oh, like that, uh-huh. I think it's just it's well over their head. But I'm wondering at what point in their in life do they realize? Oh, okay, that's a great. And question. you know, and kind of you mean, balance you, like, hey, you mean this when, is more important. This, right. is, you know, I mention some of these kinds of things to my kids. I mean, I try to let them know it's not about, you know, the thing that's more expensive. You should be thankful for what you have. It's about our time together. It's not about this. I also try to instill on them, and this is different. If you want to do these nice kinds of things in the future, you're going to have to work hard and make your own money because this, this, you know, you don't get these kinds of things without making money. Now, in some ways, though, 
if I stress that too much, I'm almost stressing value, money, value, money, value, money. And right. that's not the right message ultimately. So right. it, it's a tough balance. But but I think definitely, listen, our kids are younger. Our kids are 10, they're 8, whatever. Um, I think that these kinds of insights are going to be more 13, 14, 15, 16. I think those are very important years to start to instill those things in kids right. so that they really have them figured out by 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. But hey, I'm just a great psychologist, so what do I know? Who has no appointments today? We're doing a <laughs> podcast right now. It's the middle of the day. There are crickets. We have time for a podcast. And then I'm going to go play a round of golf. <laughs> now, I, you know, it's, I just always found that pretty interesting because, you know, I think doing some of those things with people, like, you know, playing around round of golf, yeah. like you, you slow things down. Like my father would always say, you know, take time to smell the roses. Yep. You know, that always kind of sat with me. Whereas, you know, when you go fishing, you, you know, you kind of do things that do that make you slow down. Yeah. And then make you realize like, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is a beautiful view. Yep. You know, that was an amazing drive. 100%. You know, right. It felt great. And it, well, listen, I mean, you made me just think for a second. And I and I, I, agree. I think we were, I really enjoyed this round because I think at the start we, we thought it was just going to be the two of us. We were a little hesitant about having other people join us, and, and we ended up enjoying those two guys so much. It was a yeah. great experience of just time with two other people, four of us together, just having a blast, right? Yes. And not trying too hard, but just having a blast. But it almost makes me think in golf, we have this whole discussion of extrinsic and intrinsic. All of that was the intrinsic stuff, to be honest, and this is funny, and people might disagree with me. The most extrinsic thing about golf really might be the score. Oh. That's pretty Like the score is sort of extrinsic in certain ways. Right. I think the feeling of the shot, the the being in, in and wanting to play good and, and the feel, that's more intrinsic. But the, the, the score, that's sort of extrinsic. They kind of work together, though. I would argue. They kind of work together. Well, go you're, on. You're, I'm not saying I'm intrinsic. right. No, it's a, good, it's a good point. But, you know, you're, I'm you're just intrinsic. I'm brilliant. <laughs> you're intrinsic, you know, with, with like getting the good shot, getting the good swing. The reason why you're, you know, you're feeling those is because you're also trying to get a better score. So I think they both work with each other hand in hand. It's no, listen. I think it's an interesting dynamic, and I, I don't think you want to be absent of extrinsic goals, right? I mean, I think a, the right balance is important. That's why when I talk to my kids about you're going to have to make right. money if you want to do these kinds of things. Um, a, I'm not freaking paying for it. B, you know, uh, you know, you have to because I'm not going to be able to, and you need to, and you need, you know. That's what makes, a, uh, I think, a responsible human being. They take care of themselves at a certain right. point. But um, but, uh, but absolutely, I think it's a balance, and that's why... So even though it's not a physical, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of abstract in terms of your score, because everybody knows I can score whatever the hell I want to score. Yes, yes, yes. Well, certainly it's abstract, and you can form that clay however you want to, because then you do. You know, you manipulate it like a, like a god, right? Like, yeah. you're the Picasso of... Of you're the Michelangelo of manipulating the the stone and clay of a golf score. I'm so creative. Yes, you are. But yeah. but I feel like you know with mm -hmm. the extrinsic, it, it's more concrete, more physical. Yes, but I would argue a, right? a score is more that. I mean, this we could debate this. What does a score represent? And I think a lot of it is hard work and this and that. I mean, I'm not going to drive away in a score. Listen. Which would you rather? This is an interesting question. You're not going to drive away in a score. Yeah. yeah. No. As a, like in terms of a car, no, like any extrinsic, no, no. you know, the pleasure from having a, no, no, a no, nice no. car but or something like that. You're conflating. I, I, extrinsic it can be an abstract 
idea. Okay. Uh, I think an extrinsic goal and an extrinsic value, because these were largely values. I think I just put a hole in your thesis. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You took me I away from an intelligent. <laughs> God damn it, guys! <laughs> no, um, but uh, let me ask you this. Let me really ask you this. Well, it is interesting that they might be really. We had such a good time. We were relaxed and we played better. And thus, we were really happy with our score. I mean, listen, we were thrilled with a 90 or 92. Which would we have been more happy with? Which would we have found more life satisfaction with? A really enjoyable round with two guys if we shot a 105. Or, you know, a really... We shot a 90 and a 92 with two people who were really annoying. Good question. I think the experience would be better because we, you know, understand how difficult golf could be. And listen, even when I ask myself the question, I'd be pretty psyched if I got a 90, you know, and that would feel really good. But I think we had such a great time. And this is to your point, yeah. where I think they were they were balanced. Listen, we're out there, we're playing a game, we're trying to do a score. We, we sort of have an external, or I would argue ex, maybe extrinsic, certainly an external um, goal in mind. And there's no shame in that. But then I think because we were getting some really intrinsic stuff satisfied, and, and almost I think that's thus we were more relaxed and we ended yes. up scoring a bit better. And I kind of feel like Vic and Lou, they both had. They were about that. Yeah. Oh. No, well, go ahead. What was your. They, they, they were. They both kind of created an environment that allowed us to kind of be relaxed. Like Vic was good. Oh, and Vic Lou, was, Lou was good also. Vic and was great. Vic's score is typically somewhere in the 70s. Yeah, and I had, I was, a, you know, I was asking Vic, my whole thing, I've become like super obsessed, if you've listened to some, some of the other shows, with my with the wedges. You mm -hmm. know, do I, am I hitting a 52, a 56, a 60, right. just the standard pitching wedge? Right. And I asked Vic, he had this great little bump and run, right. about 40 feet right. off the off the green, um, and then you did the bump and run for, for 40 for, feet uh, over for, yeah. for hundred, no, for a hundred yards. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had the bump and run. But I asked him, I, I said, you know, I, I'm always asking everybody what, what, what they use. And he said, I just used an eight iron and right. that kind of blew me away. I was like, right. well, you use an eight iron to basically bump it 20 feet and let it roll another 20. Yeah. Cause and, um, yep. but that goes against kind of the whole, concept of of like how glorifying this game of golf where you know i'm going to take my 60 out and pitch it 40 feet up in the air right, have it drop right. down 10 feet right it looks beautiful his shot looked beautiful it was an eight iron yeah. i would I never mean, have picked and it was up on an eight purpose iron. and it was nice yeah. right right but right rather than what you should do or what you think you should do what the pros do do what works right right, right. and he said he had a lot more control he knew how he could hit his uh his eight iron 20 feet and then let it run. He had much more control of that over that with an eight iron than trying to do that with a wedge. Right. And it still looked, it still looked pretty. It was, yeah. you know, it, was, it, it got him the par probably. Well, but a, I think he, mm -hmm. you know, he was open. So that's why I, I admired him too, because like, you know, once you start asking him questions, you know, he, yeah. he was, yeah. you and he was Vic, open. You and Vic loved one another. I get it. We're it was, playing, we're actually going to play around on Friday. I didn't tell Dr. <laughs> Ron. But, you know, that kind of. you and Vic. It's unbelievable. I'm so happy for the two of you. But so my, my whole point is. Enjoy. You know, we would Wednesday's never. round together. Yeah, we would never have, you know, had this experience with these guys playing golf. Yeah. Um, we will never probably see them again. Yeah. But all throughout the round. You know, this kind of environment built, you know, yep. and it got to the point where you kind of knew something good was going to happen with Vic. I agree. I agree. You said that. And, and then Vic on hole 17 had a nice drive, a little bit out, a little far. He almost went past the fairway and he was in a little bit of the rough. And uh, he hit his shot. 
an iron shot, you know, 100, about 150, 160 yards, I'd yeah. say, about that. You know, And we like were that. all same distance, so we had a great yep. view of the shot. Yep, yep. And uh, Dr. Ron was a little further back, but... <laughs> oh, no, I had a... Well, that was, you fell apart in that hole, and I slightly fell apart, but I don't recovered. think I did. You, you I had a bad your, drive. You hit your, your tee shot. Not in the water, the, though. To, yeah, it went, it went about... 80 yards to the left, so short of the water, he then had to hit a second shot over the water where all of us always hit our tee shot over the water. But yours went where? It was mine, unfortunately, went into the water. Into the water. I took the penalty stroke. I was hitting three, a beautiful drive every bit of 230. Not to take anything away from Vic's uh, shot, but I also wanted to point out where with Dr. Ron sometimes, where, where the ball usually goes into the water or goes into the rough or whatever, you know, that's kind of where you're supposed to drop it. But the interesting thing is that Dr. Ron advances to where he think the ball might no. have stopped, no, 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 no. and then he These puts the ball down. Lies. And then he lies. All lies. But the, we'll go back to Vic. Yeah. So we're all standing So good. So we're all standing there. You're such a man of the times with the way you manipulate. Watching Vic, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes you right. It was about a 160. 160. And it drops 10 feet before the green. I'd say before the green, and but gets over a bunker that's protecting the yep. green to the right so it gets over the bunker really beautiful shot to get over the bunker Lou was standing in the bunker he, he was Lou was Lou was a little bit you know he was he was wandering on that hole a little bit and um, and it, it bounced a little bit before the green rolled right up onto the green and just kept rolling and kept rolling and we're like wow great shot amazing shot yeah. unbelievable shot and then boom, boom right into the hole I couldn't believe that and we got so excited. Oh, we Vic ran was over. like, did it go in? And we're jumping up and down. I ran over from my 270, uh, you know, uh, drive. We're in the middle of the foot fairway, far ahead four. of everybody. I ran back. Kez ran forward. We met at Vic, and we all high-fived. It was amazing. It was such an amazing shot. Yep. And his reaction, like, you know, was so cool. Oh, when he said, thank you, Kez, for congratulating me, and then he spat on me? I thought well, that was a little excessive. You just jumped out of the water, so you were soaking wet from finding your other ball. <laughs> And, um, you know, he, he was just so cool and calm, you know, high-fiving us. Yeah. And he, oh. what he, what was he listening well, to? Well, the headphones were on. George Michael. He was listening to George Michael's right. I Want Your Sex. I Want Your Sex. That's what he was listening to at the time of his eagle. Is that not amazing? Yep. And then he said, Kez, uh, shall we? And I was like, you see, this is where, you know, everybody, whatever you want. But, you know, I thought. You know. But, but for him to be in the zone, you know, listening to his music, mm-hmm. not even, you know, being aware of what's around him, just enjoying yep. life. It was fantastic, oh, and, that and was he was wild. so. It was such a lovely, earnest smile on his face. Yes. He was just so happy. He appreciated our excitement for him so much. I think we had all felt like we had really connected over the round, and that was really like that's that was like the culmination, the solidification. That was yeah. just the cherry on top. The one thing I do feel kind of bad was <laughs> that Lou took the ball out of the pin for him. He did, did he? he yeah. Did. Oh. Yeah. I don't right. think it, you'll never you'll never oh. hit like a, a one sixty eagle. No. He had an eagle, an and eagle. Lou walked over and picked up the ball it's, and gave it to him. Unbelievable! It's it was it was something like I would do. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have put it back in and got. Well, you were out. like, yes, you were like, can I take a picture of that? Well, yeah. You want me to take a picture of that? And he was like, he was like, hey, I don't need a picture of that. Uh, it's not uh, a hole in one. Yeah, he was kind of like cool about yeah, it. Yeah, he was very cool about yeah. it. We'll never do that. Yeah. From 160 out. I can um, guarantee you, you'll never do that. I'll put 100 on it. Oh, and when we're 82, you'll collect on that? Do- oh, in deal. addition, in addition to it. the rest of the things Done. that you owe me. Done. You're, <laughs> I do owe you a lot of money. But will I ever do that? 
I don't. It's, it's fairly unlikely that I'll ever do that. Amazing! It was amazing to just experience that. And we, you'll do that. You'll just no, do that absolutely every, not. Every we got so week. excited for him. We were so happy for him. It was amazing. It was it was a great thing to be a part of. And and that was the round. Now I, I we should we should sort of finish up for today, Kez. And if we have some further thoughts on the round, we'll get to them exactly. I want us to really reflect on this for a second. When we started this golf season back in like April. We talked about how by the end of this golf season, we wanted to be we wanted to be golfing in the 90s. You and I have done that a number of times, and here we are, probably one of the last true, not ridiculous winter you know rounds that where it's going to be so cold or whatever. Yep. We both at 92 and a 90 at Burn, not at Hendricks at Burn. Burn's a legit course. There's yep. a lot of hills. We are golfing in the 90s, my We're friend. We got a 90 and 92, and our goal was a 95, and we've done this. Somewhat regularly, we slipped off for a little bit. We've come back. We did it, man. We did it. We, we did reached it. our goal. Hats right? off to you, my man. Can we, that was such a bad slap. Can we do a little? Use it, why don't you use your other hand? Use your right hand. One more time. The third time. There you go. Still bad, but I'll take it. We did it. Oh, yeah, we did it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We we, we set a goal. Yeah. We've. We we definitely um, put forth an effort. Yes, yes. We, to accomplish yes, that goal. Yes, we've ruined our families, <laughs> and uh, we did not half-ass yeah. anything. Yep, yep. We've 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 lost everything that has meaning uh, to us outside of golf, yeah. and we've achieved our goal of uh, <laughs> being well, a '90s golfer. We're happy. We are happy. Now, what's the goal for? And we'll keep I golfing. It, yeah. What's the golf for next season? So by by this time next year. Oh, high eighties. High eighties. Listen, I think it's going to be hard. Six eighty-eight. But I would say I would say high eighties. And say, you know, I want to ask everybody too. So we're we've come a long way with our drivers. We've come a long way with our irons. We putting. Like, do yeah, you do oh, you take a, a putting lesson, or like you know what I've said in the past was someone is someone told me a wise man told me mm-hmm. if you're not putting good, you're not chipping good. If you're not chipping good, your irons aren't good. Right. If your irons aren't good, you're not driving. Makes ball. sense. And Makes then sense. was that Moses? Uh, said that. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Was it Moses? Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Well, that guy Moses who we played with, you know, like twelve rounds ago. He was awesome. <laughs> Moses. Yeah, Moses. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah. Was he the one drinking the Budweiser? Yeah, that was a lot of Bud. You know, had a few course lights, but he didn't really want to. But yeah, he was great. No white claw. But uh, no white. Yeah, right. That's. Um, but uh, listen, I think I might want to take a couple of lessons this 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 winter. I'm still a little dubious of that, but I think I want to. I think if I take some lessons, I think I want them to be on putting. I would love to hear what our listeners kind of yes. suggest or right. what, what they have done yes. of, I agree, you know, with putting, you know, it's, I, putting's all about feel and just understanding distance and touch and everything like that. <laughs> right, right, right. You well know? said, because that was really helpful. Right. right. I, you know, it's but it's different. The, the, like I've, I've always said this before. I've always said this before. It's, it's never the same putt. Uh-huh. You're never going to have the same putt. Yes. You know, I feel like well, you're never gonna have the same swing with anything. Yeah, either, but. right. Well, this is good as you as you, as you I just you know what I just assertion. killed everything. Yes, yeah. yes. listen. God, this uh, nothing sucks. makes me happier than when you can deconstruct your own ridiculousness. It really satisfies. Must have been like some sort of intrins- extrinsic value. I, I think to yes, yes. You're you're way too extrinsically based. I think to get so listen, high eighties consistently high 80s. shooting in the high eighties. So that means 86, 87, 88, 89. Yep. By this time next year, right? So 90, 91 is we're not going to be happy with that we're going to be happy with 86 87 88 89 join us on this journey join us on the journey and i think to do that we're going to have to improve every aspect of our game yep so i look forward to it i look forward to it as well we got to figure something out for the winter time but 
Maybe we'll just take a couple trips somewhere. I think we're going to have to take a lot of trips. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe... Well, you're good at bowling, so maybe we could uh, pick up bowling. Yeah. But I'm you had to go there, right? You had to go there. Till next time, everybody. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.